Hello there, everyone. You're welcome to another interesting edition of Sport Africana, where we bring you various sporting-related um, issues, various interviews, and the stories making the rounds as it concerns Africa. My name is Oba Adiola Amokomo, and remember, on Sports Africana, we like to talk about our stories, we like to celebrate our successes, and talk about the pertinent issues that is surrounding Africa. And of course, we like to uh, profile African sportsmen, personalities across the globe that are doing great things. And today promises not to be an exception. Remember, you can listen to us on all um, the major pl podcast platforms, uh, Stitchers, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, um, I, um, Apple um, Listen Note, and of course, you can listen to on Amazon Music as well too. So uh, you can listen to all our previous episodes, and please, please, we really um, appreciate it. You can give us your comments, your feedbacks, what you would like us to talk about. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about Belgian football as it concerns Africa. Uh, well, for those of you that probably follow football way back in the day in the 90s, you remember quite a number of Africans tend to start their career in Belgium. At some point in time, um, it was the mecca of um, Nigerian football players in the 90s. And um, up till date, it's still attracting um, uh, many Africans as much as possible. But today I'm going to be talking about the Belgian football um, and the African football players that are uh, playing in it and how they're faring, how they're performing and what opportunities, what, how, what, why is it that Africans um, or the Belgians tend to attract Africans. Discussing that with me today is someone that follows the Belgian football ardently, he lives in Belgium and um, as I'm talking to you right now, he's, going, he's on his way to go watch another African talented player. So it brings me great pleasure to introduce to you Andrew Abiodun Taiwo of Kuli Kuli Football. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. Yeah. Thank you very much. Good morning. How is the UK? Oh, well, it's, I'm sure you probably agree, it's getting gradually cold. You know, I went jogging yeah. and I was already shivering. I was like, wow, we've gotten it. A lot, of, a lot of wind, too. Yeah, it is. It is. And I'm sure it's the same in Belgium. Yeah, it's the same here as well. Okay. But you are doing a great job. Uh, I've been following you, your account as well. Yeah. And um, I'm really, really uh, proud of you. Uh, really proud of what you are doing. It's really good initiatives. And uh, because as, um, as a foreign, as a citizen of another country, in a foreign land, we, um, uh, we have the opportunity to see uh, most of these guys live and to follow events live. So I think we are uh, we have the best opportunity to report uh, this as it is. So you are doing a great job and there is nothing like we telling our own story by ourselves, not an European or an American or an Asian man reporting it for us. So I think it's very, very crucial for the future, for the passion, and you know for everything it's very very crucial that we tell the story ourselves so great job you are doing brother and i'm really proud of you well, thank you very much um, andrew for for the for the for the kind words and um, we'll continue to do it as much as we can 
bring out the stories and talk about pertinent issues. Now, let's go straight to the, because I know you're going to somewhere where you're going, we've got some few minutes together and uh, I would like to get some few thoughts from you. Belgian football, um, as I mentioned earlier on, in the 90s, quite a number of Nigerians, the Steven Keshi, Augustin Eguavon, Ademola Deschino, late Osaro, Opopaifo, uh, Victor Pepper, Sondio Lise, Aloyago, you name it. Um, they were all in Belgium. So it was like a sort of home for most Nigerians. And by extension, quite a number of Africans, particularly um, the Democratic Republic of Congo, they tend to have a lot of Africans there. So tell me, why is... Um, the Belgian leave so attractive to African players, particularly Africans that want to kickstart their European football career. Yeah, well, well uh, thank you very much. Uh, there are a lot of things um, that, you know, cause that waves. And it has to do, uh, I, will, I, I, will have, I will bring it back to the uh, second half of the 20th century. Uh, the country of Belgium itself faced uh, various waves of migration. And uh, which significantly alter a social demographic makeup. So, and today, in parallel with the substantial inflow of uh, migrants, Belgium, like many other uh, European countries, undergoing a cultural transformation. It has been, you know, going through a lot of cultural transformation, which reflect on all their socio-economic and football and and every aspect of uh, business lives. And also the impact is not far-fetched uh, from every aspect and including football. This development and other circumstances uh, linked to its unique population composition. Here in Belgium, you have, um, just as just like UK, I think as well, you have, uh, you know, lots of Romanians, lots of uh, Polish people here. So not only Africans, and even if you look at the football league, you see a lot of uh, other nationals as well. So like you said earlier there are a lot of congolese a lot of cameroonians a lot of senegals and so i think it has to do with um, the multicultural you know aspect of the society yes nigeria came in from uh, around late 80s also to be part of this uh, multicultural uh, this society and around uh, january of 2016 for example uh, out of the 11.2 million total population of Belgium, 1.2 million people of that population was of foreign nationality. So that can tell you the direction why foreigners, are, you know, they believe so much in black as well. As look, don't forget Arabs as well. There are a lot of um, half Moroccan, half Belgian, more law Moroccan work, but I will get to that later. So, of course, there are more Congolese, uh, Moroccans, Guineans, but then from the late 80s uh, to the turn of the century, Nigerian best young footballers started their European careers in Belgium. Uh, yes, you, you know, you name it Stephen Kershi, even to, you know, Dennis Bonaventure, Taiwa Oni was once another. So, I think that is the, I'm just trying to lay the foundation. It has to do with, um, the geographical location of Belgium is, is like in the center of everything. Uh, France is just here next to us, Holland is there. And so, you know, Germany is just like one hour away. So when people like footballer even comes to uh, Germany or Holland or France, one way or the other, they still find their way. 
uh, to get to Belgium. And don't forget the league itself, uh, the government tried uh, as much as possible to regulate the income flows because they don't want it to affect uh, the economy of the state. They don't want uh, anyone to just bring billions out of nowhere trying to cop uh, money laundering as well. So that's one of uh, one of the effects why Belgian football has not been big, that big, so to say, like Spanish legal. There are a lot of bigger investors who want to put big money, but the government always try their uh, possible best to regulate it. I think there are some certain amount of money that you can't just bring into Belgium. So it's more like there is a control, there is a limit. So they keep it on a low, try to balance everything with the society, with the economy. And uh, yeah, it's an Imagine League and it's a place for Imagine footballers as well. Talking about a place for Imagine football players. Um, I would like to um, highlight some football players that I want us to talk about. Um, who is the well? I, I, if you watch the Champions League last season, um, mm-hmm. there's a certain player that plays for Club Rouge, Emmanuel mm-hmm. Dennis Bonaventure, and um, Club Rouge is no um, is not a strange name to Nigerians. Um, as Niger, um, former Nigerian striker Daniel Amokachi started his European career there. Talk, talk us through about Emmanuel Bonaventure. What makes him special? I remember those two goals that he scored against Real Madrid. I'm sure he must have been over the moon and that must have been some sort of, there must have been a lot of rave about him in Belgium. Talk us through about this gentleman. Uh, well, um, it's a very, um, on a personal level, he's a very good person. Uh, we've met a couple of times uh, and I've also watched him uh, a lot. Uh, so uh, we do talk and uh, we have good communication. In fact, I have a good communication with almost all the Nigerians here and also other Africans as well. So uh, Dennis Bonaventure, uh, uh, he, he prides himself as a Neymar of Nigerian football. He likes to be called uh, Neymar and uh, you can see his fashion sense, he try to mold it, uh, model it after the Brazilian as well. But on the pitch, he's a very, very hardworking. And uh, he's one player with lots of courage. He mm. doesn't give up uh, at all. So he is a good player, as you've seen. And uh, he's a player that operates from, uh, he can operate from left flanks on the pitch or the right flank. But um, as you can see, you you know he, he is a good player very very good player very very hard working and most of the job uh, most of the job that all these guys uh, do uh, most of them have done on on the training pitch already so when they come in the game they, more of the hard working uh, goes to the uh, day-to-day uh, life on the on the training pitch monday to friday so when they come on weekends you see like uh, 30 minutes uh, 45 minutes of football but throughout the week, they have worked their hands off, like so. Uh, but Dennis Bonaventure, the it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of uh, reports about him moving, but that's a financial side of uh, things, and also COVID nineteen is not helping uh, because it's like uh, it looks like uh, Club Bridge really wants to cash out big on him, 
So I think that's what is delaying things. So probably we will see him for one more season here in Belgium. But you you've seen his goals, you've seen his movement. So I would say it's a very very good player. Another player I want to talk about um, for me, I'm quite proud of this Bella player because I watched him when he started. His name is Steven Ode. He he played for a Mountain of Fire um, Ministries Football Club of Lagos, and I saw how many goals he scored. He was being talked about by the local media in nigeria then he moved to austria i think is it no not Austria, switzerland and he scored the many goals for his club there then he made a big well a, a leap a, a bigger move to Genk. yeah so he moved to Genk, but um which is the same club as um steve onwachu but unfortunately he yeah. wasn't as successful and he's recently gone on loan to Amiens, a, a second division french club the way in league on last last season that's the first division so what actually happened why why didn't steven Oge, Ode could why could he break into the mainstream team uh, well um well personally my opinion um i don't think uh, it's in terms of uh, ability uh, steven Ode has the ability to play and uh, you can also see in one of the he was introduced in one of the Champions League games or Europa. I can't remember. I think against Liverpool. Game. Yeah, and he scored. And he scored. He scored the only goal. Uh, Genk lost the match. So I, I don't think it's in terms of ability. Sometimes some players are not given the desired chance they need to prove themselves. I will give you another scenario of a player called uh, Philip Azango. Philip Asango, when uh, Taiwa Woni and the City was still in uh, Ghent this time around last year or yeah, two years ago or something. But, uh, you know, uh, Ghent work very good. They have a good um, uh, communication with a club in Slovakia called um, AS Trensin. That is where Samuel Kalu and also Moses Simon came from. They came from Slovakia to Ghent. So uh, this is the same passage that Philip Azango, uh, you know, followed through. But uh, he, he is a very good player, really. Trust me, Philip Azango is a very, very good player. He's, he's very terrific. But he was not given the chance. He, he, yeah, he was on the bench for like 10, 15 games. And sometimes he was not on the match day. Then uh, they put him in the second team and he scored a lot of goals for the second team as well. Just as Ode too uh, was once brought back to second team. And uh, then he had injuries. At the end of the day, new coach came and they offloaded him. Now he's back in uh, Slovakia. So sometimes it's not about... Um, sometimes it's not about the ability. It's just about you not uh, giving that needed chance to prove yourself. And I think this is uh, what uh, Ode was, Ode is going through. So I think currently the um, gang has players they believed in. They believe that these players are ahead of Ode. So this, or sometimes it's economic reason. Sometimes club have some players that they already target, uh, put their targets on for to showcase them and for them to play more games so they can quickly sell them off. So it's more like. You come, you go. New one comes, you stay, you go. We, you know, it's more. It's a business strategy, and we don't know how all these clubs think. So 
sometimes a player can be unfortunate in that regard. You come to a club, you don't know what is in the mindset of the board of that club. Or, you know, they speak, talk you, uh, this is good for your career, blah, blah, blah. And you go there, you found out that there are two players ahead already that the clubs want to sell in order to generate money. So in that case, they will definitely play those one ahead of you for their market values to increase. So very unfortunate. Uh, he's back in France, second division. And we hope if he can prove himself there as well. Why not a club like Monaco or PSG can uh, <laughs> can come for him? Another player that um, lit up the Belgian league, and I'm sure you can see his metric rise, is really uh, two players I'll talk about. Um, uh, Wilfred Ndidi and um, Moses Simon. Wilfred Ndidi played for Genk, if I'm right, before he moved to Leicester. And uh, Moses Simon played for Ghent. Gent. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the Belgian teams need to sort themselves out. That's confusing for some of us. <laughs> but I know both clubs, okay. you know. I know both clubs because I'm, I'm Augustine Egwamo started from Gent, you know. Um, so tell us about their impact, those two players I've mentioned, and how it has um, increased the profile of Africans among these football clubs. Well, um, he, he... But, but even before uh, Moses Simon and uh, and Wilfred Ndidi, the the profile of African players or or Nigerian players has always been in Hopte. Don't forget that Stephen Keshu once coached uh, Anderlecht as well, and Anderlecht is okay. As of recent, they've been uh, going through a lot of challenges. But before then, Anderlecht has been one of the you know. You know, big big club here in Belgium. So uh, the profile has always been there, you know. And this this award, I think, uh, your friend Didi also built on, and uh, Mosi Simon. But Mosi Simon came, and he really light up the league. I won't lie to you. He really, really, uh, you know, did so. Well. His 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 name is always on, you know, name it here in Belgium because he he really destroyed all the defenders here. When he came, just like when Ajahn Robin uh, came his first season in, uh, in England, the, the same way Ajahn Robin destroyed um, all the different before they found him out. I think that's what happened in the case of uh, Moses Simon. Kent actually won. Uh, they actually won the league in that uh, that year. I can't remember anymore. Maybe three or four years ago, or, or five years ago. But they won the league, and also the for Indi. Indeed, his, his story is a, is, is a very miraculous uh, story because he, he almost not got signed by the, by, the, uh, by Gang. But when uh, Indeed came to Gang, all the boss are not, they don't really believe in him. They, they actually want to offload him. But this particular uh, top scout of the club who keep insisting that you know, give this boy a chance, give this boy a chance. And eventually he paid off and is one of the, if not the highest uh, transfer or one of the highest transfer they, they ever made. So, and he also scored one of the best goal of the, best, best goal of the league in that season when he was here. So, it's, uh, don't forget, uh, these are clubs that, 
try to get the young players and you know develop them and don't forget Thibaut Courtois also passed through uh, gang uh, De Bruyne passed through uh, gang as well so ben, Christian Benteke gang as well so this is their model this is what they you know what they do and um, yeah, it's a very good thing for we friend it is. So what, they, what, they what, the bar. what you just said there is that um, Belgian clubs are like um, feeder clubs for the bigger teams in Europe. <laughs> exactly, something something like that. Yeah, something. Like, in fact, in fact, what I heard is that uh, I also heard that um, Belgian league is one of the highest um, highest pass count uh, league in Europe. Like in every match. More scouts comes to watch Belgian league than any other, you know. Almost all the top clubs in Europe send their scouts to every league games in Belgium Jupiler League. They try to because uh, there are there are good talents who are not already made, but you know you can see and they can they are not for a higher price. So I think these are the reason why all the attention uh, are here. So. You know, it's a very, very good league in, some, in, in that regard. As we begin to round up, because I'm conscious of time, um, two things. Um, who are the, I mean, apart from Nigerians, who are the other top Africans that you want to highlight? And you're going to watch another player, um, hence why we are, you, you're going to be leaving pretty soon. You're going to watch another player. Um, can you tell us about this player you're going to watch and the top Africans as we begin to round up? Huh, okay, uh, top Africans. Uh, that's a <laughs> that's a difficult one. Um, okay, first uh, I want to watch uh, Jordan Kadiri. He came from. Um, he's been managed by the same pro, the same management that's managing uh, Jude Odiyigalo, and uh, they are the one who brought him to uh, to Europe. His story is um, as, a, as another tremendous story as well because he was just in Nigeria, you know, playing normal football in Nigeria. And, you know, he was spotted like, wow, this is a big talent. And uh, they brought him to Sweden. And his first, uh, first, first eight games in Sweden, he's got like 11 goals, you know. Your first year in Europe, uh, you are lighting everywhere up with good. So, and he was signed up by the Man City group. Manchester City bought um, another second division club here, which is a uh, Lomo Lomo Football Club. They play, they play in the second division here. So uh, Man City try their best to recruit uh, top players for this for this club, and their aim is to come back to you know, to first division. So from Sweden, he was brought to Belgium, and I met him, and uh, I want to go and watch him first time tomorrow. But I will leave today. And also, but for the other African players, uh, there are a lot, a lot of African players. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I can't. Uh, there are a lot of Senegalese, lots of Moroccans. Uh, Tell us about one that you think that I mean that you can just talk about one of us, or one of this that you that you think stand out that you can think of that. Wow, we should watch out for them. Uh, I would say. Um, I would say there is a Moroccan in. Um, uh, I'm trying to look for his name. He's in uh, Standard. Uh, Not Liege. Uh, 
yeah, standard Liège. He's a very, very good player. Um, who else? Uh, um, there is um, Jeremy Doku. He's uh, a Ghanaian. But uh, unfortunately, Belgium already snatched him. Wow! <laughs> so he played for Red Devil in their last, uh, their last game and he scored. So it's a very, very good. He has been on the radar of Liverpool for many, uh, many years. He's a big fan. Uh, Klopp is a very big fan of him. And I think he will move to Liverpool soon. But uh, Jeremy Doku is a very good player. We have uh, Laundry Diamata. It's, uh, I think it's of Congolese um, heritage. Uh, he has been, uh, we African has lost that one too, because uh, he, he, they, uh, Belgium already called him uh, to the senior national team as well. So there are lots of, um, you know, lots of Africans, uh, very, very good players here, Senegal, Guineans, and, uh, but then before we go, I will quickly like uh, the viewers to, know the what is going on here in Belgium. Uh, two things. Uh, maybe I should talk about the Ebonin Award before. Yeah. The Ebonin Award, it's, it's something that... Uh, the story was that uh, in those days, like 20 or 30 years ago, something like this, there are a group of students who actually protest. What Belgium has is a Golden Shoe Award, just like your Premier, Premier League Yearly Award, something like this. But these uh, African students said uh, Africans are not uh, Africans who play in the league are not being nominated in this uh, Golden Shoe Award. They said it's racism. I don't know, but so they found they created this um, this award that we all know as uh, Ebony Award, and the first winner of that award is uh, of course. Uh, Daniela Mukherjee and also you know so you have uh, people like uh, you've heard the name before Emily Mpeza and Umbo Mpeza yeah they've won the award before as well so it's um, founded by Serena De Rossi alongside uh, Feli Samuna these are the you know so people who found the award and yeah it has been there in 1995 Gordy Okwara won it he was playing in house. Babayaro came second in 1994. Daniel Mokachi won it in 1993. Victor Epeba won it in 1996. Sandestin Babayaro won it. Uh, you know, Jean uh, Claude Mukanga from Zaire came third. And the father of um, uh, Lukaku, Roger Lukaku. Lukaku, yeah, came third in 1994 as well. So these are part of the things that uh, happened in the Belgium. And also, there is a plan to match, uh, there has been plan for some time now to match uh, Belgium and Holland League, uh, the Dutch League, and uh, the, the plan is to create 18 teams with total figure of around 400 million uh, in television uh, revenue. So, you know, currently what Belgium and Holland hand in revenue, TV revenue is around 80 million right now. So if they can take it to 400 million, trust me, it's gonna. Uh, they will compete very good with other clubs uh, from other Europe. Um, yeah, but critics are, you know, who are opposed to the idea says fans will have to travel a lot, and also UEFA are yet to comment on it, and um, the proposal has not been submitted yet. So these are what are the things that are happening. So coming back to your question, um, big Africans. Of course, watch out for 
yeah, watch out for Siri Dessas, watch out for Paul Onuachu, he has been scoring, and uh, Dennis Bonaventure. There is uh, Savior Godwin in second division. He's going to move anyway to another club now because uh, KSV Roslari is facing some difficulties. So uh, these are the these are the things that are happening uh, right now. But uh, currently, uh, I would say Laundry Diamata and also Jeremy Doku are the high there when in terms of Africans doing well here in Belgium currently. Wow, they are up high there, but unfortunately, just like Divo Origi and um, just like um, um, Romelu Lukaku, Africans have lost them to the Belgians. And there you have it. Um, I think, um, Andrew, we have unfinished business. You have to come back, you know, to talk some more about uh, There's so, so much to talk about. But go and watch um, the, 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 the gentleman. And we'll be back to talk about him and many others um, in the coming future. So, safe trip and um, keep safe as well, too. And um, nice Thank time. you very much. Thank you very much and enjoy your weekend as well. You too. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Have a nice day. Thank there you have it. Um, that's the end of um, the show. Um, to come your way again. Um, remember, you can listen to all our previous editions and please leave your comment tell us what you want us to do and we'll try as much as possible to do let us know um how we're faring um, on all the podcast um, platforms until we come your way again have a wonderful weekend and good day